Whether you're a total newbie to podcasting or even if you've had a show before like me, you know how intimidating it can be to start your show. The tech side especially can be daunting. That's why I'm so grateful Anchor exists. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. They knock down all the barriers to entry. Let me explain. First off, it's free. I don't know how or why, but I'm happy about it. The platform's great. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. I can't even begin to describe how much easier it was to get my show on all the major platforms this time than it was a few years ago. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's right. You build your show, you make money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, and the company is committed to the success of its content creators. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. I feel a red wave coming. It's rolling round the bend. We haven't seen the Biden since uh, I don't know when. Yeah, let's send them all to prison. That's where they belong. And we'll keep that red wave flowing until the plague is gone. It's high noon for Friday, October 30th, 2020. The red wave is coming in Florida right now. Republican early voting is leading. Democrat early voting in Miami-Dade County by 6%. Miami-Dade is like the Democrats run up the score stronghold in Florida. Hillary Clinton beat Donald Trump in in the county by 300,000 votes and still lost the state. So what does that sound like? And that stuff's happening everywhere. Joe Biden is going to Minnesota today, a state that Republicans have not won in decades. The idea that Joe Biden is making a play for Georgia or Texas is crazy. There's a greater likelihood of Donald Trump winning New York than Joe Biden winning Georgia. The election is breaking in one direction and it ain't toward the Democrats. And you can hear them freaking out. You can see it. It's on CNN every day now. There is absolute panic in the Democrat Party, the media, everywhere else. All the old guard is falling apart. Just like I said in April. I'm going to have to go back and listen to those early episodes and maybe I'll just post them again. Because I called the shit out of this 
for exactly the reasons that it's happening. Because people would learn the truth about COVID. The society would be opening up and rebounding in an incredible way. And the only thing that Democrats would be able to sell is how awful everything is and will be and how bad Donald Trump is. But reality was not going to play along, and that was obvious even then. And since then, they've done even worse. They have not beaten Donald Trump at any turn at anything. They thought the tax story was going to put them over the top and guarantee them the election. And now they are hiding this Joe Biden story. And so yesterday, Tucker Carlson followed up with the, uh, the missing document story that I had relayed yesterday. And so they found the thumb drive, UPS did, and they announced that it was actually UPS. And UPS provided Tucker Carlson virtually no details besides the fact that they found it on a floor in New York. And of course, they would have cameras on this sort of thing. But they're not giving up that sort of information. And they mysteriously found it after it had been announced that he made copies. Because before that, the assumption was that he didn't have a copy because he didn't say it during the show. And so now... Again, exactly like I said yesterday, because these people are really, really easy to figure out. The, the same dummy I was referring to who was talking about how it was all a conspiracy and there was no uh, actual you know, stockpile of documents. That it was all just a big political stunt by Tucker Carlson. He backed off that and then was like, well, what's in the documents? You need to tell me why it's going to be a big deal. Not to me, of course, because he doesn't really have the boss to do this with me anymore. But uh, that was what he went to. Well, what do the documents say? Why are you pretending it's a big deal? And it's like, dude, you're just going to be wrong in like 15 hours. Shut up. So now he's like, why hasn't Tucker come out with what they are yet? Well, because he works for a news organization that probably has higher standards than the New York Times at this point. And they're trying to make sure that the documents are legitimate and that they describe an important situation and that they have a full enough story so that they can communicate that story to the public. That's what responsible people do. And it's like, you know, Tucker has a show today, right? Like, you think he's just going to skip over it? I don't think he's going to do that. I would be shocked if he did. If he does, it's either Monday or it really is nothing. Or it can't be confirmed. But to think that it's still a stunt. Even though UPS has made a statement that they found the documents. So now you know that the documents existed. You know that Tucker's story about what happened with the envelope and the fact that the documents were missing. 
You know all of that's true now because UPS has admitted it, though they will not admit any other details of the case. So all the stuff that you called Tucker a liar for in the morning yesterday has already been disproven. So you're finding new ways to call it a lie. That is not what smart people do. By the way, update from yesterday. Uh, John Wood Jr. has now posted the podcast. Uh, hold on. Let me look for it on, on iTunes right while we do this. So I'm just typing in Braver Angels here, right? Braver Angels podcast. And the reason I'm looking is because we recorded for an hour. Uh, it's up on his site. It's not up on iTunes yet. We'll see. All right. So no worries. But yeah, we recorded for like 63 minutes. So if the podcast ends up coming out and it's 48 minutes long, I'm not going to be a happy camper. But let's move on from that. You know what I realized yesterday? And I hope I didn't say this in the podcast and just forget. But I was thinking about this, you know, watching um, how people are doing a TikTok dance of Trump's terrible dance that he does for YMCA. I mean, he keeps doing it and it's obviously sincere. It's not like when Kamala tried to show everyone how hip she was in the rain the other day with her umbrella in front of 18 people. It's not like that. But I had this thought and if Trump were to learn one of those really popular TikTok dances or like one of the uh goddamn what's that what's that game that that people play that's not Minecraft, but you like you like land on an island and then you oh battle royale or something like that. No, it's not battle royale. Shit. Oh God, it's uh it's uh Fortnite. So they have the little Fortnite emotes that you can you can do, and it's all these different dances. If Donald Trump learned one of those, like if he did the flossing dance, that would be the funniest goddamn thing ever. And he would, he would win 50 states. I really hope he learns one of those really fast. It'll be so, so great. Like just on Air Force One while they're, while they're traveling to the next destination, he learns how to, how to floss or how to shoot. If he did that one, holy moly, that would be magnificent. So briefly, more fun with voting. I have a friend right now who just voted in person in Los Angeles after waiting about an hour and a half because half of the servers in the county went down. And we all think, oh, yeah, well, you know, I know what it's like for my Internet to go out. Probably no big deal. Their servers went down. As the in-person voting dates grow later and later, it gets closer and closer to election day. So you can imagine more and more people are making it a priority to go vote in person. So now that happens and there's a server down. And then I had another guy tell me that, you know, I was I was describing how they print the ballots out and then you have to feed them back into the machine. The machine kept rejecting his as he tried to feed it back in. He said he tried six times on the first machine. Then one of the poll workers helped him on a second machine. It was rejected three more times. And then they offered 
to just put it in a box for him. And then he tried it one more time and luckily it worked. But what the hell is going on with Los Angeles voting? This is like banana republic third world dictatorship that's happening in California right now. And no, I'm not talking about Trump. I'm talking about the guy that's exercised authoritarian control over this state for the last seven months. I'm talking about the guy who's holding up the decision from the trial last Wednesday where the judge said she would have an answer in very short order. And now it's been 10 days and there's no answer because Gavin wants to keep California closed at least through the election. What's happening here is disgusting. This is how dystopia has come to be. You keep giving away more and more security and control and faith in the institutions. And most people are too lazy to care until all of the control has been given away. And that is the path they are on. So I want to discuss a mindset that the, uh, the voters, the Biden voters who are pretending to be, you know, very smart, very cultured, very educated, very successful people, those people, those people have this way of doing the, well, both sides are bad. And then you're like, really? Tell me why you think Trump is bad. Tell me why you think Biden is good. And they won't be able to have the conversation. And they're like, no, no, don't you understand? I think both sides are bad. Because to stupid people, that means, hey, listen, I'm telling you, I'm very informed about what's happening on both sides. And I have made this sound moral judgment that, you know, I understand that both are really bad, but I'm going to go this way because it's just, you know, you can't know these things. And so I'm going to do what all my stupid friends are going to do because, you know, you can't know these things like, look at me. I'm smart and successful and I don't know. That's their argument. The both sides are bad argument is one of the stupidest arguments that anyone can ever make. All they're doing is saying, hey, I'm going to do what I want. But in the meantime, even though I don't know anything, you should respect that I'm a very conscious and informed citizen. That is not what they're communicating to me. What they are communicating to me is that they do not have the ability to make moral judgments or they do not want to make moral judgments because they don't want to be accountable for them. And they do not want to do the due diligence to understand that the decision they're making is right. They don't care about any of that. They care about having their position reaffirmed and that you will accept that what they are doing is moral or smart. 
It's laziness and privilege. It is not intelligence or sophistication to say both sides are bad. That's only four words. Why are both sides bad? Oh, you can't tell me? Okay. Very smart, very smart. You memorized four words that you could say to have the desired emotional effect on the other person. Congratulations. How brilliant you are. I bet you came up with those four words all by yourself from your extensive knowledge of the nothing you know about. And, you know, I was thinking about, I was thinking about a, the, the first essay I wrote back in the spring about coronavirus. And I hope I'm not repeating myself because I know that I put this note down yesterday, but I really feel like I didn't talk about it. But one of the things that I said was take this time, grow closer with the people close to you, like for young parents or whatever. It's amazing. Like I have, I have friends with young children and while they're unhappy about the fact that they weren't able to live their lives as normal and keep working and, and whatever, the fact that they got to spend a full six or seven months with a newborn is like one of the most beautiful gifts you can ever have. And, you know, so if your kids were two or three or four or very young, especially at the beginning, I thought, wow, this is such a blessing for parents to be able to have this time home from work, like a, uh, you know, a vacation that they didn't plan, but at least they can like reconnect to their roots a little bit, you know, and it's great for their kids, whatever. I didn't think that the kids were going to be out of school for the next seven months for fuck's sake. But, you know, the, the thrust behind what I wrote was that you have this period right now to make substantial changes in your life, to pursue your goals, to learn new talents, to read new books, to embrace new ideas. You have this opportunity where suddenly American life slows down nearly to a halt and it doesn't have to be terrible for you. I mean, obviously, if you're in dire financial straits and having a hard time eating, then it's terrible. But again, I was expecting this to be two or three weeks, not seven and eight months. And so what I've seen is a whole bunch of people who had similar mindsets to me prior to this and certainly prior to 2016, they felt like what was happening in the real world was wrong. And so they did the work, they opened their minds, they tried to figure out whether or not smart people happen to agree with them, whether experts happen to agree with them. And again, that's the exact process I undertook. But all those people are now voting for Donald Trump. Meanwhile, we have our liberal elite class, many of whom are in their positions through nepotism, through connections. They've had advantages based on generational wealth or they hit it big on their own through something that they don't really feel like they worked hard enough for. And all of those people have spent this time 
angry on the internet and watching Netflix? Did they try to embrace counter narratives? Did they weigh alternate ideas? Did they try to think about what real people were enduring? No. They made assumptions about what people's lives were. And then they told them that they were best prepared to fix those problems. And these examples are everywhere. I'm not even just talking about personal relationships, but there's people in the news that you can watch doing the same thing. Like Molly Jong Fast is like the epitome of everything that I always talk about. You could go on her Twitter right now or any second throughout any day and read her last hour of tweets. There are probably 10 of them and they are all probably batshit insane. It is just like a fire hose of of mental corruption, just like soaking everything around her. Her brain is utterly broken. You can tell that she has severe emotional problems just by reading 10 of her tweets. And when that's the case, you know you're in trouble. But while we're on the whole uh, social media thing, another really ridiculous argument that keeps coming up and then, you know, getting forgotten about. But it it was it came up again because, you know, the tech CEOs uh, testified the other day and people make the argument that the tech platforms cannot have a bias against conservative outlets because conservative outlets are very commonly eight or nine or 10 of the top 10 Facebook pages on any given day. Now that explanation in itself is a misdirection. It is theoretic because just the fact that the conservative sites are the most popular sites on Facebook does not mean that they aren't also Throttled, hidden, shadow banned, quote unquote, fact checked. All of those things are happening and they are still the top 10. Why? Because enough people know that the mainstream media is full of shit and entirely corrupt. This is another way to know that the red wave is real. The tech companies say they don't throttle conservative pages. They absolutely do. Their proof that they don't is that conservative pages still do well. But it's totally possible that if they weren't doing what they were doing, conservative alternative media would have the top hundred slots or the top thousand slots because it turns out that people actually do like to hear the truth and they like to have it told to them in ways that not only they understand, but that they can look up themselves and then use in conversation when people are trying to browbeat them about things 
the person doing the browbeating doesn't know anything about. Of course, people are going to look to conservative outlets or even stuff like this podcast. Because most people are smart enough and now awake enough to know that what they were getting was not true. And so they seek out truth. That's what open-minded people do. They throttle my stuff. And I've got like 100,000th of what Dan Bongino has. So they're going to throttle me, but they're not throttling him. Dan Bongino might be like the most trusted news source in the country. If the social media sites weren't messing with him, his show is awesome. I say it every day. I'm a Dan Bongino super fan. Hey, Dan, call me up. But the fact that those pages are being throttled, which we know to be true. And still number one, which we also know to be true. That is a piece of rooted knowledge that should tell you that the silent majority is no longer silent. It exists. They're at the top of those charts because people share their content. And people share their content because their content is true and right and good. So imagine how many more people Want to see that. The national mood, man, listen, again, I always say I could be wrong. And if I'm wrong about this, holy fuck, I need to find a new thing to talk about. But if I am misreading the national mood by this much, man, oh, man. Otherwise, this is excellent proof that the national mood is not on the Democrat side. And it does not matter one bit what the polls say. Joe Biden traveled to a state Republicans haven't won in decades. He's not doing it because the polls are good. And wait, let's talk about these Biden rallies for a second, because he has these drive-in rallies, these car rallies, and they honk when they like something. Fucking dorks. I cannot believe, I cannot believe that these people are such fucking dorks. Like, um, uh, beyond how incompetent they are and how bad they are as people, they set these things up because they think that they're going to be a hit on social media because of course they they complained about covid so much that they can't have real rallies and so they have everybody come in their cars so that it looks like joe can fill up an entire parking lot when there's really only like i think that yesterday was his biggest event ever and they had 201 cars and up to 3 people in each car and so he might he might have gotten somewhere close to 600 people there. And that is his biggest event of the entire campaign. 
Joe Biden hasn't interacted with as many voters in his entire campaign as Trump does at every single rally, and he does multiple per day. Few quick things, and then I'll try to close it off with a little advice for the last few days. Um, Philadelphia is still rioting. D.C. is now rioting. They are being violent toward police officers. The National Guard is now in Philadelphia. And uh, the guy who was shot, his name was Walter Wallace Jr. His family says they do not want cops to face murder charges resulting from his death. Because they watched the video and they saw what actually happened and they know that the cops were not in the wrong. But yet all the dumbest people you know are convinced that this is for justice. Another little bit of good information. Court decision, uh, the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals ruled that Minnesota cannot continue counting absentee ballots uh, after 8 p.m. on Election Day. They said, quote, there is no pandemic exception to the Constitution. It's too bad Pennsylvania didn't keep that in mind. It's too bad John Roberts didn't keep that in mind. And This is something I forgot to mention last week when we were talking about how John Roberts is a liberal. One of the techniques that Biden voters like to use because they don't know anything is they'll say even John Roberts sided with the liberals, right? Or they'll say even Mitt Romney voted on one of Trump's impeachment counts. Even Mitt Romney, even John Roberts, they agree with me. That means that reasonable conservatives agree with me, my liberal position. Don't you see the Lincoln Project and Republican voters against Trump? Like, don't you understand that, like, that's what the normal good people do, even if they're bad enough to be conservative racists? They still agree with me. No, dummy. No, dummy. Mitt Romney is in a hell of a lot of trouble if things go south and Trump really decides to pursue corruption. First of all, John Roberts may well be as well. John Roberts is a Bush-appointed old guard judicial hack. When he votes with the conservatives, as he will now have to do, so that the chief justice himself forgoes the ability to write the majority decision, when he votes with the three judicial hacks appointed by Democrats, That means that Clarence Thomas gets to write the majority opinion when it's a five to four decision. How many things do you think John Roberts can do that on? The idea that John Roberts is going to sway actual conservatives to his positions is insane. 
This is why the Democrats tried to do everything they could to stop Amy Coney Barrett. Because now there is no 4-4 and John Roberts can break ties. Decisions that affect this election about democratic fraud and abuse in this election, and yes, it's them, you're not even going to have the joy of saying even John Roberts agrees with us. Because it'll be 6-3, and it should be 6-3. And the fact that the Democrats and Biden voters believe that the court is what it is, which is a total misconception of what the court is. The court is not an extra legislative branch. They're not there to vote for Republicans or vote for Democrats. That's not what they're there to do at all. But Biden voters think that. And so when a guy like Neil Gorsuch votes in favor of something like their, uh, their new interpretation of the Civil Rights Act in terms of gender identity, that's what happened a couple of months ago, the Democrats have even lost their ability to argue that Gorsuch is somehow compromised or racist or sexist or whatever one of the other terrible arguments they always use, they choose to use on this one. They gave that point up too. This is incompetence and stupidity. These are unforced errors. They know that they are not operating the system correctly and they think that they can power their way through. And so they try harder and harder and harder and harder and harder. And the system has too many backstops for them. Now, my piece of advice, as you go into this weekend, consider what I said before about how these people are not looking to have their minds changed. The people who say both sides are bad, stuff like that. These people are not looking to have their minds changed. They will challenge you on certain facts. Unless you think that person is looking to have their mind changed, do not waste your time on these people. Okay? They are trying to tell you you are wrong because they are convinced that they are smart even though they don't know anything. They're just going to send you articles. And then if you send articles back, they're not going to read them. And they will just send you more articles. As if it's a contest of who can find more links. That's not what the contest is. Don't allow these people to stress you out. Don't allow them to waste your time. Talk to smart people. Talk to your friends. Talk to your family. Get them to go vote. You can take my advice if you want. I'm not telling you what to do. But I took the Democratic recommendations and voted against every single one of them. If they wanted the candidate, I did not. If they wanted the law passed, I did not. If they want that judge, I want a different one. You want that city councilman? I want a different one. And if you can't make a decision because there are like eight choices and you're like, okay, well, I know I'm not voting against that one, but now which one do I vote for? I think the move is to look at all their jobs. And if you see small businessman, go with that rather than like 
community college advocate because that's not a real job. And that job only exists in like socialist justice warrior world. And yeah, I said socialist intentionally. So that's my strategy. If you're in LA, definitely do not vote for Nithya Raman and do not vote for George Gascon. Also, if anything shady happens at your polling place, ask them questions. Let me know what happened. Make sure that you rip your mail-in ballot if you're voting in person. Do not let them make sure that it's invalidated for you. Don't allow them to pull any funny business whatsoever. And say, no, look, I have my Democratic Party recommendations right here. (laughs) Uh, I am going to be back tomorrow. I'm not sure what time, but let's say it's going to be the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. Please follow the podcast on Instagram and Parler at I'm your moderator. Soon I'll be up on Rumble with a video aspect. In the meantime, if you'd like to support the show, I have a Substack. I'm your moderator.substack.com where you can donate or you can donate at anchor.fm by searching Be Reasonable with your moderator, Chris Paul. I hope to see you soon. Back out on the rain. Acting as moderator for tonight's broadcast. In my mind, that's the end game. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow what I'm reading and thinking throughout the day, you can do that by downloading the Telegram Messenger app and going to t.me slash I'm your moderator. On social media, you can follow me on Truth Social, Getter, and Gab at I'm your moderator. I also have channels on Rumble and BitChute. If you'd like to follow the writing, you can find me at I'mYourModerator.substack.com. The merch site is CancelCouture.com or go direct shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, the best place to do that is Kofa. Go to ko-fi.com slash I'm your moderator. And all of these details will appear in the show notes with each episode. I'll see you soon down on the range. It's hell!